hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I am your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? And this is episode 38. Yeah, happy Mother's yeah. Day to all of the ladies out there who are listening, who have uh, had the joy of becoming a mother, or who have a mother whom they're celebrating. <laughs> Special shout out to all the moms out there. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah. So gonna go ahead and give a R.I.P. to Little Richard before we get started out, man. Ooh. Man, you well, know, you know, a somber. Nah, you know, I don't think that he would want us to be True. somber. Ooh. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was was definitely on that Liddy wave. You know what I mean? Absolutely, like, Richard. I mean, Little Richard was never about the uh, the the chill vibes. Mm. He was never about the the down energy. Like, right. It's so funny. Hundred uh, percent on the internet, like seeing all of the old pictures of him and like how he's just looking like a hot mess. Like that nigga has clearly been partying hard. Like. <laughs> There's so much documentation of his post party, and it looks like every single one of them is epic. And so he Amen. lived well. And so yeah. I don't mourn him. I congratulate him on his transition. I hope that uh, those that that survive him don't, you know, grieve too much and too long. Uh, but yeah, you know, he did pass on, and so I just wanted to give him a, a word. There were a couple other people who passed away, but um, they weren't high on my radar. So I'm gonna leave that where it is. Um, you been watching anything lately? Uh, I really only got to watch one thing since we last spoke, and that was Extraction. But I think okay. that was like it, it was totally worth the watch. That yeah, I told so you, dope. wasn't it good? It was really dope, man. Yeah, I like, really enjoyed that shit. Like it, it was the perfect spot in my afternoon too, because mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, I just needed to watch some action movie real quick, just just do something dope." And I remembered Extraction in the back of my mind, and I put that on, and I was like, "Yo, that movie exceeded." All my expectations. I'm so glad I watched it. It was dope. That's awesome. Yeah, I really appreciated the storyline. And then yeah, there's a there's, yeah, a, there's sure. a follow up coming already. Yeah, that's what like, I hear. That they're yeah. um they're they're recording a or they're already got a, a extraction too in the works. Mm-hmm. But you know, speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, it made sense why that movie was so dope. I thought it was just a random movie that had uh, Chris Hemsworth in it. But no, it's um it is directed by the 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 stunt coordinator of the Avengers. And okay. it's also written by Joe Russo, and it's uh, exe- oh. executive produced by Joe and Anthony Russo. There you so have I it. was like, yeah, so I was like, oh, no wonder. It did have a very familiar feel. Absolutely. A lot Remember of their stunts the, uh, felt like, like a lot of their impact, the, the impacts of the stunts felt familiar. Yeah, dude. Like, it, I, I liked it. it his, uh, it was very reminiscent of how Cap fights a lot. Yes, and um, yes. I like some of the long cuts, like the Bro, long, that first the long, one was so yeah, amazing. you know what I mean. Well like done. he'll go like a solid well five minutes without cutting away one. from him, and yeah. he's just. I mean, they, they definitely cuts, done. but they but they're hidden so well that yeah. you don't notice. I mean, of course, that's the point, but. And like, yeah, and it's all, it, all the cuts are hidden in pans. Yeah. So it's just like you're moving yeah. to the other side, so it, you don't realize it's a This cut. particularly dope one was in the beginning and during the chase scene where they're going from like outside the vehicle, watching the vehicle that's chasing Chris Hemsworth yeah. and the kid. And then they get into an accident and the camera pans around. And then the camera is now in the backseat of Chris Hemsworth's car, following them as they go along. And I was like, yo, that transition was so dope. Like, I want to rewatch the movie just to see that again. Yeah, I actually, you know what? That I do think I'm going to watch that again. That was a it's, good watch. It's definitely worth the rewatch as an action movie, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. It is it is a banger for sure. Yeah, man. 
Um, I, I'm definitely going to catch up on my action movies. Um, I did watch something interesting, though. Uh, it's called L.A. Originals on Netflix. Okay. I think I've seen it. No, I haven't. And it's about uh, Esteban Oriol and, um, oh, I forgot, uh, and Cartoon. It's, okay. it's a, it, he's a tattoo artist. And uh, Esteban is a, um, is a photographer. Okay. And they they did they they documented a lot of early '90s hip hop culture, and I didn't re- like. It became like a thing to get tattooed by uh, uh by cartoon. Like it's like 50 G's attached for him, and I'm like, ooh, damn. You know, I'm an enthusiast of body art. You know what I mean? And my whole body doesn't equal 50 G's. Dude. Yeah, that's, like, that's I have a significant amount of my body done, and it's definitely not no 50 G's. <laughs> definitely not. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, it's like all he's done pretty much every like if you're a rap artist and you're from like 1990 to 2010 and you and you have body art, you you, you got one from him. That's you know what I mean? Lit. Yeah, and and Esteban like I guess he he became very uh popular. Like he was just always around uh in the scene and he was taking pictures back before it was popular to do that because right. there was no social media. It's like social media really made taking just a simple picture really prolific. Thing, yeah. Because before you had to print it and that was really expensive. Yeah, it was. And these magazines were really chintzy about paying out for them. Mm-hmm. And so it was difficult until, you know, he really started going in and taking good quality pictures and cover photos. And so they started uh, they, as in the magazine, started purchasing photos for him. That's how he started making money. And then, you know, his name and popularity got out. And then he pretty much was he was designing like um, album covers and logos and doing everything. But he's nice. been doing it for so long. I mean, it was a really good watch and it was a great, great nod to the culture. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just the hip hop culture. And uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend that. It's called uh, L.A. Originals on Netflix. Sounds pretty dope. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was really it was it was pretty comprehensive too. Like it was a decent length. Um, if I remember correctly, it was like an hour and a half or something, but yeah, it's not bad. No, not at all. Uh, all right. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start with this. Um, because you know, I was listening to Joe Budden and, and I really do appreciate what he represents to podcast culture because I can imagine coming up in the early nineties in the hip hop culture, you didn't have a lot of OGs that were really guiding the culture. You know what right. I mean? You had a few, but they were isolated and then none of them were mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so you were kind of just like feeling out in the dark. So when you wanted to maybe be experimental or make a decision based on how you want to conduct yourself in your craft, you didn't really have a lot of examples, but today Especially as a podcaster, I make a, a lot of analogies between um, the two the two developments, and it's I, I really appreciate having a person like Joe Budden in the um, in the industry, just giving a lot of perspective. Because a person like me, I could be very dogmatic about shit. Like I, there's there's some shit I'm just not interested in. I don't want to talk about it. I want to address it. Not going to approach it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you have a platform you kind of have a responsibility to the people who care about your opinion to give them your opinion right you can't right. be dogmatic just because you don't because just because i don't want to speak on something doesn't mean i don't have an opinion on it as you can tell i do this because i have opinion on every fucking thing <laughs> and so <laughs> it, it, it it i i loved hearing that from him because it really gave me some perspective and so um a, uh, a topic that i was probably going to try to not address very much is is the verboten one 
You know what I mean? Mr. Skittles himself. <laughs> and so I'm going to attempt to not say his name as frequently as I can, but I will go ahead and, and, and speak a little bit on the idea of his re-entry back into the culture. And Whoa. I say the culture with air Whoa. quotes because um, I, I, I was listening to a discussion and a really great point was made. And it was like, Yo, just because he's back and he's got numbers and all that stuff doesn't mean he's part of the culture. Like, we got to stop. Just because he says he's a rapper and he's marketed like he's a rapper, that doesn't mean that the culture has to accept him. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the less we accept him is the less likely that it will, you know what I mean? Like, fine. You know what? It's it's sucker shit to, hit on a, to hate on a nigga making money for him and his family. And that's not my intention. Like, I'm not mad at Takashi for trying to come back and make money and get the bag. Lol. I'm mad at him because of what he did and the lack of value that he represents as a human being. He represents an utter degradation of, of, of what we should be promoting as a human being. And so with that being said, if we don't accept him back into the culture, if people just let the you know little white kids listen to him on the internet and do all that stuff and 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 the core culture doesn't accept him back in it's fine he won't he won't poison because the reason why he has an effect on people that you care about or you might you know wish not to to listen to him is because we validate his 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 clout chasing you know what i mean if we no longer as the people around them who really you know what i mean influence them validate his cloud chasing they're a lot less likely you know what i mean because the real damage that he does is to children even though you know treyway would say otherwise <laughs> a lot of adults <laughs> got put away on that nigga's words but the, i think the real damage that 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 someone like him um has to the to to quote unquote the culture is the exposure to children because adults Adults can make the separation between entertainment and, 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 and fuckery. You know what I mean? Like, they can say, oh, this is entertaining, though a significant portion of it is to. fuckery. You know what I mean? Right. They should be able to. Yeah, they should be able to. And, and honestly, I think most adults, um, adult, and when I say adults, I don't just mean old older people. I mean people who have matured to be adults. You know what I mean? Right. Not just, you know, people who are in their mid-30s, but people who have actually matured. They, they, they get it. You know what I mean? And they make that separation. <laughs> My my worry is for the young people who look at him and say, you know what? Oh, so what? Go and as long as you can incriminate someone higher than you, you're good money. Oh, word! I could do that. You know what I mean? That that seems like a very doable thing for the average stupid fucking suburban kid. And so that I don't think is a very healthy um, message to send out to people. Um, but yeah, with that being said, go out, make the money. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to hate on a nigga making his bag. I'm trying to fucking say, do not, unfortunately with celebrity comes role model status. Um, there's, you can't help it. You know what I mean? You could not want to be a role model and you have the right to not want to be a role model, but that doesn't stop people from looking up to you because you got the bag. <laughs> you got That's the funny. bag. And so that comes with the responsibility of knowing that people are watching you and you know I, I hope that the people watching him aren't people who can be influenced into thinking that that's a good idea well to be fair i don't think a lot of the people watching him have the ability to do what he did in the way that he did it they might not we know that but i don't think that they know that i mean even if they don't i'm sure because even if they try inane. he wouldn't get they wouldn't get anywhere near as far as he did 
probably not because I do honestly think that he was he was grown and cultivated by the FBI. I think that he whether he was it was done directly or through indirectly through handling. I do believe that like they were like, oh man, we could do this. <laughs> this kid is fucking retarded, man. We could absolutely fool him. This is not hard. He does seem pretty. He's a fucking idiot. Pretty slow, yeah. He's a complete asshat, <laughs> and that's what makes. And I hope that that I hope that He's Trey Way. I hope people. that those niggas in Trey Way really. That's what should make them salty, is that they thought that they were manipulating him, but what they were doing is that they were being manipulated by a puppet. You know what I mean? Yep. They were being manipulated via proxy through like, him. I don't know how people can follow dudes like that who have such a hard time stringing words together. You feel me? Like. That's the thing that I don't get about people. He was never Bro. convincing. I've, I've never seen a Takashi interview where I was like, "Hmm, this young man makes sense." Never. I like. I, never I'm once. Up putting it down. You feel so. It's never weird once. to me that so many people have like interacted with him and they were like, "Yo, this is my dude. I'm behind him the whole way." No, because the thing is, is like when you're in the hood, clowns. you see you see clowns like him all the time. But the but but I guess that's. You can't take into you can't take for granted that the the subsection of society that he comes from is a very isolated. It, it's a it's a small subsection. You know what I mean? They they might be very charismatic and so forth, but it's a very small subsection. So if you're not used to dealing with that kind of jack hat, <laughs> if you're not familiar, you might actually be taken up by his charisma, the skittles and the and the and the bravado and all that. You might get taken up by it. Until you realize that he is literally mentally retarded. And I don't say that like pejoratively. He is developmentally challenged. Yeah, man. He likes bright colors. You know what I mean? You know, and it, it is what it is. If you want a diddy bop to what a, what, a mentally, what a developmentally challenged person is presenting to you, then cool. But I'm just letting you know that it, it's going to reflect poorly on you, in my opinion. <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That's my opinion on that. Make your money, but stay the fuck. Don't you do not. People need to make a line in the sand and just say, "Hey, you know, listen to the music, whatever." But you can't, you can't accept him into the culture because that is gonna. Ha that's where the the I think the damage starts coming in. Um. So yeah, good for him. I'm I'm I, I'm you know I really don't think he's gonna last that long because he's around he's already out here telling niggas suck his dick already so it's like okay cool 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 I heard he had to get relocated <laughs> oh man hey that's the uh, the bright side of that whole situation at least he's making the FBI's job very difficult by being and you know and in that bitch you know, like you know, know I, mean? I, I am kind of that you're absolutely right I'm totally with that like yo he's making their job so oh, insufferable yeah, right? right now. Come on, son. That dude must be the hardest person to babysit ever. I can't uh, imagine being his person. You think he's handling. harder than Trump to babysit? I'd probably say probably around the same. Same. Okay. Probably I was about the same. the same thing. I was yeah. like, I think they're equally as bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they both have kind of the same issues. <laughs> the developmentally challenged side. <laughs> Difficulty string sentences together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bruh. Uh, well, but we'll get to him later. Dude, what are you motherfuckers, bruh? <laughs> Uh, we'll start with our with our IG shenanigans segment. How about that? Nice. Um, Do it for the gram. The first the first little uh, IG story is actually a really good one. Did you see Eric Jill vs. Erica? I have not. How was that, bro? It was amazing, dude. First of all, like I'm just a bigger fan of Jill Scott as a person, <laughs> but 
Nigga, if you ever sleep with Erica Badu's catalog, you're a fucking fool. <laughs> you're a fucking fool. But you know, I ain't like this shit, yo, because she's out here talking about, oh, you know, I love, I make most of my money out of my touring and you know what I mean? And, um, and, and that's my love. And I'm like, okay, cool. You love performing, but don't you dare act like you don't got fucking money coming in. Handle <laughs> Bitch, you playing hit after hit. You can't be in a hit battle with twenty fucking hits. Talking about I'm broke. Oh, yeah, you know that's what I mean? Not I true. Don't, she didn't say she you was don't broke. know her contract. Nah, but you Erica Badu. Erica Badu has always been managed by the five percent nation, and they have always been very good about making sure that her cuts are good. She ain't never been broke. <laughs> she never had a real shitty contract like that. All I'm, all I'm saying is I, I haven't seen the receipts, feel me? That's all I'm Okay. Saying. And you know, and I'm not watching her pockets like that. But I just mm-hmm. don't like that she had, there was no reason for her to bring up like, "Oh, I'm unemployed." Like <laughs> whatever. But other than that, she was a fucking made, you know, the music she played was top level. Like Jill Scott kept up, but I absolutely think that Erica <laughs> won in terms of like hits. Like and Jill was amazing cuz she gave tons of 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 um like she, they talked about the stuff. Oh right, man, right. and it Get opened up amazing, story. dog. Like here, I'm gonna spoil this part though, because the opening was hilarious to me. So um, Erica Badu opens up with her song, and I can't remember which one it was. It was her. It was it was Erica Badu with the Roots. But oh, um, it was you got me. You got me. But yeah. guess who wrote that? Who? Jill Scott. That's so Jill Scott cool. was. I was. I wanted to make you the meme. You activated my trap card, Yugi. card, Yugi. And she goes, "I'm going to start on my first round with the same song, and this is why." When she plays it, it's Black Thought introducing her performing the song, hilarious, shouting out Erica, hilarious. but letting them know Jill wrote it. So Jill didn't even have to really put it on herself like that. Yo, that's like Bruh, the trap card. Yo, dude. that's an epic rocket punch, bro. Bruh, that's like, it, was, it, it was so great because she needed something like that because the rest of the pretty much battle went to uh, Erica. Because Jill played that's amazing, like, you have to awesome come out strong. Yeah, I feel you. And I remember, except I for the one you. round that Jill played that song that she um she made about fighting a bitch who stepped over the line come on dog <laughs> that was so I, I love that's what i love about joe oh, is that she's shit, so real so and visceral and and it's like down to earth is an understatement she is the earth like she reminds me of like the fullness of all creation type shit like i don't know man i love that about her and she doesn't feel so esoteric that she's unapproachable like sometimes like Erica Badu feels like a complete and utter puzzle. <laughs> like you're looking at her and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be around you because I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. trying like, to decipher your she's energy gonna is going to sell to you fucking... some Badu box and it's, it's not going to be the one you want. Damn. It's going to be the incense. <laughs> you want some Badu box? Why? Yes, I would. And she lights up some incense. You're like, oh. Mm. You got me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> But yeah, no, the, the the Instagram battle was amazing. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, That's cool. I mean, recommend checking. And I'm glad that they're recording them and putting them up. And the funny part is, is like they're so entertaining, and the, the audio is pretty trash. Like the songs sound terrible coming through IG Live. Right. That's not the point. It's the it's the nostalgia because a yeah, lot of those songs. really funny. <clears throat> Yo, the record execs are shitting themselves right now, bro. You are have they? No idea, bro. They're playing this stuff over like Instagram, and it's like this. It's like. It's like a completely unmonetized platform that they're like streaming well, their well, music. Think on. about it. Technically, this one, Josh, take a wild guess. Where did you think their their listenership went up to? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Take a wild I guess. Really well, what would be reasonably numbers. high for you? Uh, maybe like two fifty thousand. 
715,000. See? I'm telling you. Somebody's tripping That's right now. That's what I'm now. saying. Like they somebody's just missed out, looking they at just those numbers. 30 and it's of just their like, songs yo. just missed out on 715,000 yes. streams. Yes. That's like a couple million. That's several million yes. streams. There's some. That are just. There's a number cruncher right now just, just murdering themselves as to how, how, how and actually, why. Actually, it's really going to be hard to get been able to license and like be able to produce. If they really so they wanted to, they could totally. It. They totally could. It's like unfortunately the thing with that is like licenses licensing mm-hmm. is very tricky so because this is a new platform and how they're doing it and especially because it's the the creators of the music themselves that's mm-hmm. doing it that's where it's like that's where trying to monetize it might become a little bit tricky no yeah, no no licensing was a wrong order that I used what I meant to say is is um uh the stats. It's just. It's uh, not about the money. It's just getting those numbers into the stats, mm-hmm. so they yeah, can reflect. So it's, yeah. and then they can be used mm-hmm. on something like a billboard. Because think about that. If in one night your song got that many listens, you would literally shoot up the billboard yep. charts at you know some absurd amount of numbers. In addition you know to I mean? that, I don't think there's any advertising on Instagram Live. So think about all the people who are like, we're not advertising on this. And Instagram is just like sitting there fervently yeah. developing a platform for them to add ads to that. I'm that's sure. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's some number crunch out there shitting a the brick right now about all this revenue lost. Yeah. <clears throat> but unfortunately, I hope it stays this way this way because this way, but you know damn, what I mean? It's, like, it's for the people. Thousand, dude. That was amazing. And it was so, the energy was so good. They weren't competitive. <laughs> it was just a lot of... Maybe they should have more uh, uh, women battles instead of men so they don't bring as much ego to it. And Absolutely. And they just bring more artistry. Absolutely. Um, th- that's not to say that there's not a place for the Teddy Riley like, <laughs> extra flamboyant <laughs> stuff. But, you know... Not at the expense of the fans. Exactly. That was my only gripe with Teddy that whole time was, is like, yo, if you're going to, I love the nigga who, because I need someone to turn up around me so I can feel validated turning up with them. So I love the nigga who knows the term, but not at the expense of everyone's ability to party. Yeah. Don't fuck the show up, man. The number one rule is the show must go on. You feel me? Exactly. And that's why I don't mind, um, or I actually ended up appreciating Erica, even though she's super extra. It wasn't at the extra, it was not at the expense of the show. It's her stage presence. Exactly. And it was, and it was totally cool. Like, I don't mind that. You know what I mean? So it was a really good, good versus. Um, next good, is so. and man, people are so fucking disrespectful, dog. Because Nelly is on the next one. Oh, Who's Nelly versus who? Nelly versus Ludacris. Oh, that's and then epic. that's good. And niggas that's is so here good. acting mad, Fugazi, that's dog. That's so good. Why niggas acting in Fugazi out here on Nelly? That's a really good comparison, actually. I don't give a fuck how 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 they're acting. Stupid people are gonna do stupid shit. Indeed. But Nelly is like um Nelly Nelly both Nelly and Ludacris have that. Are, are in that niche of rappers that are are good, but also really versatile. Super, super. and they have a lot of like, they have a lot of joints for the women, but also yeah. a lot of joints for yeah, yeah, like yeah. the hustlers and the thugs and shit. So that's why they're, I they're really great like entertainers. That they're yeah. both very good entertainers. I like that comparison. They both that's, got that's that southern style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nelly Midwest. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, so that's actually, be really good. I just contradicted myself. They don't both have the southern style. Ludacris has a southern style. Nelly has that Midwest style, and then there's a good 
it is a good matchup. Right. You probably mean they both have a a, a version Mm -hmm. of country. You know what I mean? They're both country country. style. Yeah. But just a different version. That's oh man. Ludacris has. But man, they've been shitting on Nelly, and they're so rude. (laughs) I know you don't care, but damn, I'm just mad because I'm just like, yo, country grammar, dog. Like, nah, country grammar was a song. Um, yeah, drop down, get your eagle on Air Force bro. Ones. Them niggas um, is retarded. Renelli is what? a multi genre. Like it's just so disrespectful <laughs> to say that. Now, don't get me wrong. I honestly have ludicrous in this. I honestly have ludicrous in this. Me too. But I still think it's it a is good disrespectful matchup. to call Nelly out because oh, Nelly, yeah. I yo Nelly, what yo I yo, I will. I would request a Nelly set at my wedding. Fuck I feel that. like, and I bet you that shit turns the fuck up. I feel like the people who are talking are shit talking Nelly probably only know like two Nelly songs. Absolutely, I bet you the people who are shit talking Nelly are people who are mostly on Twitter and under the age of yep twenty. So that's why I'm just like, eh, hey, whatever. This is gonna be a dope battle. You feel me? Because I know Nelly got bangers. Yeah, man. Oh, so good, so good. So I'm I looking forward Nelly to that one. Bangers. I also last week I know I said the wrong date. I said that it was gonna be tonight. The uh, the Erica Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, battle was tonight, but it was yesterday. My bad. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, but I hope nobody was waiting on me to tell them the right time. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah, but that that was good. But yeah, actual IG shenanigans. So this is one I wanted to to toss up out there and get your opinion on some things and see if we could deep dive it. What's up? What's up? What's we have it? we have a sex worker who holds up their John. On a live stream, I'm not sure if it was Facebook Live or IG Live, but it was one of the That's live streams funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for non-payment. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, mind you, her and the John are obviously going to go to jail now because right, they both right. just committed a crime. She committed kidnapping. He committed solicitation of a prostitution. They're both going to jail. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm here to talk about because they're obviously both stupid. <laughs> My question is, is... When you that's funny. Upon analysis, the John says that he wasn't paying because the head was whack. Ah. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> shit, hilarious. Clearly, she made the mistake not to get her money up front. But right. should not a sex worker be required to have some quality of service before? You know what I mean? As this young lady's legal counsel, I would say that John paid for head. He did not pay for good head. Mm. Now, what if she advertised that she has the best head in town? Cause uh, should he not expect it? Uh, has this man gone around and gotten head from every woman in town? And can he That's prove the to point. the court she that made it was the not the best head in town? That's not the point. She made the claim. And no, no, this is the conversation what I want to have. She did make because the claim. Can he prove that this, it was? At the end of this, I hope to ascertain, do you always pay the sex worker? Absolutely. Okay. You always pay. Absolutely. I don't I know feel, these, I don't know this line of etiquette like, because I, first of all, I don't obtain sex workers right. and, I'm, and I'm in a family now, so I'm never, never going to have the chance to, but I would like to, for the other gentlemen out there, cause I know my boys be pu- buying pussy. <laughs> and my thing is, is like, if you buy pussy as, as a man who will never be able to do so, I want to know what is your guarantee that that pussy is good? That's true. That's true. That's man. You, yeah, you're rolling the dice, man, and you gotta, yeah, yeah, you're paying to roll the dice. That's that's some gotcha shit, man. Yeah, that's that's a, that's Damn. a gamble, man. I'm, I don't really prostitution is the original gotcha system. <laughs> uh, but I mean, 
you run into that anyway the first time with any woman really but it's like but yeah it's the extra burden of having to pay for it expecting it to be good and then ending you disappointed then he just he felt double hurt <laughs> so i no, i i wanted to find out so i was like yo so the so so the consensus is he didn't have the right to withhold payment Oh hell no! Uh, but that's I, I think that's just that's just mean though. You can't honestly. Robin I think Hooker is I, just mean. I would fall on the side of that. Like, you feel me? Like Robin Hooker is just like mean. It, Don't do that. That's... And 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 I'll use this example. If I walk into a restaurant and I get bad service, I still pay for the check. Mm-hmm. I might not tip, <laughs> but I'll still pay for the check. Uh, now it's why it's my fault if I go back there. Now True, if 100%. again he went mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. and he tried to establish like, oh, we're going to try to do this different, and she was like, nah, we, I got you this time, <laughs> and she got him again. That's on you, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's still on him, but I can understand why at this if point he he'd, he'd be extra hot. He be extra hot. You know what I mean? But it's like, nah, B, I'm trying to over here out here support you guys in the street, it's and like you twice. out here giving me. You know what I mean? Turn down Toppy like twice, twice in a row. Jackie, God damn it. How you gonna give a nigga turn down Toppy twice in a row? Yeah, that would be... I mean, yeah. They can't be a third time after that, for sure. No, but that's not... The, my thing is, is like, does he have the right to withhold payment? I need to know, because I always withhold the right to, <laughs> to not pay for this shit. I mean, I want the right I mean, not to, not to give know. my money This is America, and people will tell you the customer's always right, but I've never believed that bullshit. No, never that. once. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'd dude, say... I remember I was in a job interview once and they asked me that question. And I had to give them the most swaggy answer. I was like, <laughs> of course the customer's not always right, but it's my job to deal with them as if they are. <laughs> Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Because it's like, come on, I'm not retarded. Clearly the customer's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, clearly the customer's stupid nine times out of Feel ten. Me. But you guys don't pay me to deal with the customer normally. You pay me true. to deal with the customer this is true. Yeah. as if they were right. And right. so I'll deal with them on that level. I'm sure the cousin, I'll deal with the customer on the level that they think that they're right. Yeah. But we all know that I'm smarter than them. That's why I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do customer service jobs no more for that very reason, bro. Yeah. It's just the random, it's the random asshole. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I can only be so cordial for so long. It's really funny, man. It's really like a cliff. Like, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really good. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. at some point, I'm just like, yo, I, yo, sir, I don't really care about your problems, but you're not really going to get any further going down this avenue. Like, I would just be doing shit like that, bro. Oh, yeah. I definitely, yo, man. I remember working at Answer Pro, man. I, yo, I remember one time cursing out the customer, walking over to QA and be like, yo, don't QA anything after two o'clock and walking away. And then coming back yo, a few weeks later dog. and then finding out that she actually didn't QA anything after two o'clock that day. And I was like, wow. Really? But yo, my dude, you know what that was? It really was a lesson in, in like, yo, just walk around and tell people things with confidence. They'll believe you. <laughs> They'll do what you say most of the time. That as long as you're not funny. telling them to hurt themselves. Yeah, for shit. sure. But nah, man. Like, but yeah, sorry. So okay, all right, no. cool. I'm gonna go ahead and walk away from this one with the with the the consensus that you generally always pay. You but never, that, you never not pay for the pussy. Right. That. But that. That's. But also, that's why you don't buy pussy believe. if you're gonna have exactly. a problem with paying. Correct. Got it. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? You're gonna roll that dice. 
That's on you, man. That's you a conversation that you have to have with yourself before you get exactly. into a situation. You should have rolled that dice before you walked in there. But then again, maybe he did. Maybe he knew that he was going to stand on it. He was like, yo, this bitch gives me bad head. I'm not paying her shit. I'm going to fuck if you call the cops. <laughs> well, evidently, she, she held that nigga up. And he was not capable of leaving that room for some reason. And he was the kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows. But yeah, nah, because and 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 you gotta, bro. One thing you should never do is assume that the 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 sex worker that you are encountering isn't a hardened badass, right? Like, why would you assume that she's right. not about that life? If you mean this ain't her first rodeo, homie. yeah, you know I mean, that don't make no sense. That's funny. Jackie came strapped. But yeah, that was that was the internet sh- chicanery that was going on today. But um, yeah, all right. Let's hey, hit up man, some of these topics. It's, it's nice to see that people are living a nice, fun life during the quarantine time. You know, bro, dude, run every, slow. Nobody. This quarantine been gone, bro. I feel like I feel like I feel like there, there, somebody's not saying something. <laughs> I really do There's because it's like places are opening up. You know what I mean? Like shit is coming back. I just think that they were looking for a real good reason to to reinnovate the economy, the economy and. This is how they chose to do it, because this shit is crazy. Mm. It's crazy, and I would really like to look at the actual comparison when this is all done of the actual death toll, the number of deaths this time of year as tracked over over time, because they keep talking about the numbers, and the numbers relative to the statistics aren't that disparate. Like seventy six thousand deaths nationwide over three months is not a fucking lot. Nah, it's not that. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not minimizing these people's lives. I'm just saying that for the rest of us who are not directly affected by it, we have to find some way to contextualize this so that we can move about our lives, not in the fucking fear of everything. And so you got to understand that for those of us who are not directly affected by this, like, I have not been directly affected by any of this. Now, I, a cousin of mine's father, I believe, has been having respiratory issues, but he's doing better. He's, he's out of the hospital. And so it still makes it very difficult to contextualize in the, you know, the idea that there are mass amounts of people that are dying from this because I don't know any of them. And then I'm just being honest, you know what I mean? And so to yeah. contextualize it, we use data and information. And so when you do that, unfortunately, the data that's given back to us isn't data that shows us that it was a mass dying off like they claimed it was going to be. It was a minor rise in the death number, in the death toll that's averaged for this time of year. And yes, it sucked. It, but guess what? We've weathered probably the worst of it. And the second wave, guaranteed, will be smaller than the first wave. That's how it is. It's always like that. We've never had a pandemic that had a second wave that that tsunamied bigger than the first <laughs> wave. That's not how it works. It just isn't. And if they, you know, yeah, I, I just don't understand why the media keeps trying to make that the reality when the science doesn't say that. You know? So, yes, we keep our social distancing. Yes, we keep wearing our masks. Yes, we keep respecting that we can't always just go out for every willy-nilly reason because if you can cut down the amount of times you leave your house in half, you've literally exponentially brought down the chance of spreading 
the virus. So it's like, come on, you know, we really need to start thinking clear headed about this because the media clearly is not going to lead us anywhere. The, the government's not leading us anywhere. But yeah, <clears throat> um, I was saying that uh, also to segue into please be careful of the meat that you're eating these days. A lot of the meat packing plants have, have had COVID-19 outbreaks. So please, if you can eat locally sourced meat. Now I know here in California, we're very lucky because Vaughn's doesn't usually source factory farmed meat as far as I'm familiar in the areas that I've been. California has a very strong local cattle and poultry market. Um, the pork market's not as strong, but these outbreaks were at industrial meat packing plants. Now, if you're familiar with the industrial meat packing plant, if it's clearly all of these buildings are stocked with meat that come from around the world because they process so much meat, they can literally process every pound of meat in their like immediate hundred mile radius in a day. So they have to import meat. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if that's how the virus actually came into the country is through imported meat from China, because they have a huge, especially pork market that they export. And so and oddly enough, guess where the first and the most prolific outbreaks have been pork packing plants in the Midwest who mainly get their pork from China. And so be careful. Try to eat meat that you're at least familiar with the, uh, the sourcing of. And it's not actually that difficult. Like every supermarket I've ever been to has a butcher that you can ask and is knowledgeable of like, hey, does this meat come from inside of the state or is it shipped in from someplace foreign? You can always ask them that question and they'll at least know that. You know what I mean? They might not know the name of the local farm. They might not be able to give you the cow's diet and shit. But they can at least tell you if the if the meat that you're eating comes from within a 30 mile radius, which is so your goal. Did this cow get a massage before you bush it? Is it that Kobe or that Wagyu? Mm-hmm. I need to know. I need that good shit. But you know, it's just part of being responsible and mindful about staying safe in these days. I just wanted to to, to go ahead and put that out there. Um, it's funny, man. You see old people out here. I love it, man. When people do stupid shit that benefits you. Because they're out here boycotting Costco for mandating masks. Which is like, you know what? You guys are fucking dumb. That's really weird. You know, it's, it's so sad. It's like, you can't... Even if you don't believe that COVID-19 is real. The, 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 the requisitioning and requirements of using a mask is the least concession you could do for the fact that the vast majority of people are under the auspice that this is a, this is a real threat. This is a non-obtrusive thing that they're asking you to do. And it's not even like you have to wear it all the time. It's just when you're inside the Costco. And it's like, yo, there's a dress code to get into the club and that won't even kill you. And you can't put on yo. a max get into Costco where you're gonna be fucking bumping in tooth to jowl next to a fucking thousands of people. Like you're fucking retarded people, but the good thing is, let's circle back around, because this is a happy podcast. <laughs> it has caused Costco to be a lot less packed, so it's way easier to go in there to go get shit now. <laughs> um, Yo, people are so weird. They're, they're just, That's odd as fuck. But Yo, I, you but know you what's know, funny? Mm-hmm. The other day I saw a video of a lady, uh, she had cut the front piece of her yeah. mask open. 
And she was like, hey. oh, it's so much easier to breathe that way. And I was like, yo, that has to be fake. There's no way this chick no. is completely missing the point. But if yes, niggas is out here being like, yo, I'm a protest because I don't want to wear a mask, then yeah, that's a head scratcher, bro. For sure. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what to do with that, but cool, for sure. And so yeah. like, yeah, it's just I think it's just weird. I, I the I'm personally because I believe in personal responsibility for your own life, I also believe in allowing their personal liberty to kill them yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and i know that the whole point is is that when they contract it they become asymptomatic and then come near your family and then your family gets sick now your grandmother is has covid and and once again i believe in her right to be responsible and not be around people who are doing things like that now i really want to support their liberty to do that because that's the only way natural selection will ever take place in our environment. No, no, no. That, it, you got to understand, evolution so happens good. in an environment in which unfit traits get weeded out by not existing anymore. It's funny. And we are stopping society from allowing naturally the people who would buck against it from being weeded out by their own ignorance. Guess what? If what they're doing is genuinely problematic and dangerous, then guess what? They will die out. But if it isn't, then they were right. And you should have left them alone in the first place. That's why it's fundamentally not smart and plausible to actually enforce these kind of social distancing measures with like arresting people. Because it completely is against the idea of trying to keep people stay <laughs> far apart from each other. But yeah, it, it, where are you gonna put me, nigga? They letting people out of the jails. It's crazy. Um. Oh man, I really uh, appreciated um, some clips from Fifty Cent's audiobook. Really? But, yeah. Uh, Curtis Jackson put out an audiobook talking a lot about um, his life and the not well, not mostly his life, uh, mostly his. His development with the G unit and the members and their interactions. That sounds pretty interesting. Yes, it was really good. And honestly, not for nothing. Um, and I and I refer to him as Curtis because I think he's more than just Fifty. Fifty is great, and I, and 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 I'm I'm actually not mad at that persona, and I like a lot of his music. Yeah, I I'm Fifty. You know, I'm I'm kind of ambivalent to a lot of the shenanigans, but. He really kind of won me over when he started taking responsibility for not properly A&Ring Lloyd Banks and Tony Yayo. Now, I do think that he might have taken a few steps too far, kind of trying to make it salacious for the book. But for the most part, what it represented was him taking responsibility for not being able to impart on them the kind of work ethic and... um you know, get to itness that took him to where he is today. Right. You know what I mean? And part of that was him acknowledging that he wanted for them something that they might not have wanted for themselves. Mm. He he wanted to make them a successor to his music career so he can go on to his TV career, but they were happy being underground kings. And so 
that's not what 50 was. 50 was a mainstream yep. record, number one banger maker. You know what I mean? Like he he was a superstar and neither one of them were superstar status and mm-hmm. nor were either one of them willing to put in work to become a superstar. Mm-hmm. And so definitely doesn't it definitely seems like they didn't want that yeah and and but i thought that he made comment about something that i think he shouldn't have commented about he commented about um some of Lloyd's body art i guess he has a tattoo on on him called uh of the words lazy lloyd mm-hmm. and he's like yeah you know what i mean like yo you could tell lloyd is lazy he even has a you know what i mean tattooed on his arm and we all know that's not how Nicknames don't come about from traits that you actually possess. (laughs) They come by on traits that are put onto you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he's probably called Lazy Lloyd because his eyes hang low. And so everyone tells him that he's sleepy and, like, why are you so lazy? And that's something that's put on him. He probably isn't very lazy at all, but people probably call him that because of his his ambiance, the way he looks. And so he carries that name willfully, knowing that it evolves into love. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, they, they talk about, um, it's funny. Cause if you watch the wire in the beginning, they talk about one of the guys who got shot. His name was snot. It's like, why'd you call him snot? It's like, cause nigga, when he was a kid, he used to come outside. It was cold. Nigga would never wipe his nose. He always had snot. So we call him snot. That's how nicknames come about. <laughs> and sometimes you take that nickname and you own it. Because you want to own whatever place you have where you are. And so I feel like Lloyd might have owned the name Lazy Lloyd, not because he is Lazy Lloyd, but because that's a name that he's been told because the man constantly has that low eye look. You know what I mean? That 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 hanging eye look. And so I didn't feel it was right for, for 50 to talk about that. You don't never talk about someone else's body art and, and, and what it means. That's not appropriate. You know what I mean? But other than that, uh, most of the analysis seems pretty pretty prescient. And so, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. I don't remember what the name of the audiobook was because I just listened to the clips. Um, unfortunately, if I'm going to indulge in a whole book, it's going to be something far more substantive than something that 50s ran. <laughs> but um, that's only me. I, I like I like academic nonfiction. That's just me. Um, I would highly recommend looking it up if you're interested in that kind of entertainment nonfiction, though. <clears throat> yeah, what else been going on? Um, bro, I really honestly um am starting to think that there's a there is a thing called Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> and I mean not in the way that Fox News talks about it, where where they're just they say every time you mention Trump, it's Trump derangement syndrome if you're not <laughs> sucking his dick. You know what I mean? But I do believe that liberals have gone a little bit insane. Like, they hate Trump so much that they will twist and turn themselves into a pretzel to to, to make whatever whatever person's on the other side of this look like they're 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 worth voting for. And I don't and, and it's sad. I get why some people do it but what I don't get is why black people do it like what dog do you have in the fight of Biden getting elected and doing exactly what he's done historically and it's nothing for you that's the shit that I don't fucking get I don't understand that part like I get it white people 
Donald Trump is a stain on your existence. <laughs> Seriously, like it's a stain on white people's existence. Like they'll never be looked at as as as. It's funny. It, it like he is so fundamentally corrupted and terrible that that they need him gone. But black people, I don't understand why they're blinded to the fact that Joe Biden is just as bad as Trump. I don't quite, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I think that. it's more of like uh, wanting to see the other guy lose so much as caring about who it is that represents you as the winner. Oh, well, that's that, that, and that's what I mean. That's what that's what I'm calling this Trump derangement syndrome because that's fundamentally like you have blinders on. Like mature people realize, like you can't jump out of the pot and into the fire. If you're gonna jump out of the pot. You want to jump onto the pot warmer. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to, you don't want to jump from the pot into the fire. And so, running from Trump, we're gonna run into the arms of Biden, who is the same vacuous hole that will be fucking surrounded by evil men who will pour their evil into him. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why are the the Democrats literally putting forth their version of Trump? And I understand why rich Democrats would do that. But what I don't understand is why young minority liberals are getting behind him as if that that represents an okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's like saying, I only want black niggas to rape me. I don't want white niggas to rape me. It's not okay. But if a black nigga rapes me, it's okay. It's like, no, that's not okay. It doesn't matter if Donald Trump is raping you. It's just as bad if Biden rapes you. Like you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be prostrating yourself between b- before either of these men. It's a terrible thing to do, and and that's exactly what they're doing. Is they are violating the public. They're violating the public trust. They're violating their oath of office. They're violating everything about it. It is a fundamental violation. Both of these men. And don't tell me that. How is it better when Biden does none of the things that he says he's going to do? He never has. I've never seen Biden successfully come through on one progressive front. I've heard him talk over and over about canceling entitlements and getting rid of Social Security. Like, really? When do you have any evidence that this man... Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you... You want to get away from Trump so bad, but you're willing to go with this fucking guy who has no evidence of what he's willing to do. And the only evidence we have is, is, is the terrible things he has done. He's never been on the right side of anything. But and, and that's what I mean. They're deranged. You're fundamentally deranged if you're telling me that this guy like if now if you tell me, hey, I don't care how bad Biden is. I just want Trump out that I could understand. But there's people genuinely trying to stand up and say that Biden is the 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 moral decision here, and that you you if you don't vote for Biden, then then you're worse than a Trump supporter. And I'm like, okay, well, since you're just gonna come with a fundamentally intellectually disingenuous argument like that, fuck you guys. Honestly, you know what? For real though, I am looking into Justin Amash. How about that, niggas? I'm about to go looking for that libertarian fucking candidate. As long as that nigga ain't said no racist shit and and at least pretends to fucking want to do something for black people, I'm with it. 
Because you know what? If we're all looking at all things equal, I'd rather his ass than Biden. How about that? I'm not endorsing him or nothing, but I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to have some real research on Justin <laughs> Amash. And I'm going to let y'all niggas know where I stand on that because I'm more likely willing to vote for him than for either of those two niggas. That's for damn sure. That's just real talk. And I mean, that's, that's you got to do what you, what you can with what you got. And you should never, ever vote for someone who you don't believe in. Just don't do it. Because then you become a fucking false statistic. Then they start, then they get to use you as justification for something that you do not support. And you should never want that to happen to you. I said, that's a bad thing. And you can see now he's already pardoning everybody. He's already uh, pardoned Flint. Well, he didn't pardon Flint. He's, and gosh, man, his team is so good at this. He's not pardoned. He doesn't even have to pardon people now. He's got William Barr just dropping the charges against all these people. And I don't know how they dropped the charges on Flynn when he already admitted to the crime. I'm not sure how that works. Look, man. But they're letting him out. They figured out what I figured out ages ago. They're not going to do anything you to stop you. Do whatever the fuck you want. And you, and you know that's what Bill Barr literally said on TV? Yes. He was I, like, yo. I don't know what took them so long. I've it's Guys, come on. You've been in the end game. For you know, for like say, a year now. Come on, that. guys. I love this lie. He go, they go, so do you think when they look back on this in history, they'll think that you guys uh, did the right thing? Good luck. He goes, well, history's written by the winners. Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. And I was like, yes. Exactly. Yes. Let them know, King. You, you Let assume, them know, King. You <laughs> assume that there's a future in which oh, I don't God. control everything. Yeah, man. That shit is crazy. Like, it, 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 it's a real shame. It's a real shame. Um, but it is what it is. And, and as I said, maybe we could do for, for four years of libertarianism. Now, let me tell you, libertarianism, if we go into that, if, if, if like for some crazy reason, libertarianism became the next wave of American politics, it's going to be an ugly time for, for, uh, minorities and African Americans. It's going to be a bad time, but I don't think that. I think it'll be better than the era of white supremacy. Because that's the thing. I don't think I don't think that the libertarian uh movement has the same uh nationalist background. Even though I have no basis to say that because I'm not really sure, but from what I have seen so far, the libertarian uh constituency is mostly the self-reliant uh you know individualists who typically when they do engage in the market uh engage in free market capitalism and so yeah there there are issues with that but for the most part they don't seem to be the nationalists type and that's the and that's something that I think is good because that nationalism comes hand in hand with the with the white supremacy in America if you are a nationalist for America, then you believe in the strength of white supremacy. The, the core of this country is built off of slavery, something that has yet to be addressed. So until it is, anyone tells me that they are a nationalist and a patriot of America is telling me <laughs> they appreciate the, the, the racial segregation that originates from American slavery. That's what I hear, at least. 
And so hopefully I don't find out that that's a, a core tenant in the libertarian <laughs> because if it is, then that would oh, be... Oh, by the way. Yeah, that would be a deal breaker for me. But for the most part, I, I find them to be, you know, not... They're, they're, they're conservatives. They're definitely um, social and economic conservatives when it comes to American politics. But I'm interested to see, like, how open they are to progressive ideals. Because I'm, I don't have a problem with conservatives. I have a problem with conservatives who make it impossible to move them on anything. You know what I mean? And maybe libertarianism might be a, an easier conservative front to work with to move America in a progressive direction. So that's just the hope there. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. I think that's going to be it for us today. That was a fun little wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, yeah, always remember, follow us on Twitter, at Home Heron. And uh, what's your socials? Check me out on Instagram. It's at Rico underscore G sound. Yeah, we're going to have the um, we're gonna have the podcast, Instagram, and YouTube coming soon. Oh, I know, yeah. It's only, when I say soon, I work on, like, you know, biblical time frames. So that could be, like, three, four months. No, I'm joking. But um, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's just a lot of shit going on. But once I can... I want to make sure that when I launch on those platforms that I'm actually launching with content. So uh, that's why I'm not just opening it in and it's like slowly trickling. You know what I mean? I'm working on it. Yeah, guys, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys will enjoy that when it finally does come. Alrighty. So I'll leave you with these words. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys, and have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.